Hello and welcome back. Today is June 28, 2020, and the topic of today is how to become healthy for life. This is episode 8. Today I want to start answering some of your questions that relate to the major title of this podcast and the reason I started this to begin with. These are, what does it mean to be healthy for life? How do I get healthy for life? Am I too old to get healthy for life? And where do I start? When I start answering these questions, they will ultimately lead to more questions. So together, we will dig deeper into these topics. While you're listening, you may also come up with questions that I may not have thought about or heard from other people before. So if you do, send them to me so we can keep this conversation more interesting and broad and this podcast more interactive. At the end of each podcast, I will tell you how to reach me, so stay tuned. First question, what does it mean to be healthy for life? To answer this question, we need to first define health. What is health? When I give a talk about health or nutrition or a health-related topic, usually at the start of the lecture, I always ask my audience, how many of you consider yourself 100% healthy? Almost without a doubt, without an exception, at least two-thirds of the audience raise their hands. Then I ask, well, how many of you take no medications or never have had a prescription? Uh, Birth control is an exception, of course. Well, the number of hands raised dropped by about half. Then I ask, how many of you sleep soundly every night and wake up rested and refreshed, not needing an alarm clock every morning? Fewer hands go up. Then I ask, how many of you are at your healthy ideal weight? At this point, many people are very unsure about what is healthy ideal weight. Or they believe that a little extra weight is okay as long as they're healthy. Carrying five to extra pounds of extra weight has become okay as long as we are not obese or morbidly obese. Since we have encountered an obesity epidemic, and it is only getting worse, the definition of overweight has changed, and the scale has shifted even by medical professionals, like doctors, especially doctors. Why? Well, how often do you see a doctor who is overweight? Unfortunately and sadly, it is more often than not. I ask how many of you have, have a hard time losing that extra weight? And your doctor tells you, well, it must be your thyroid, or maybe it's your age. I actually heard a doctor telling one of my clients once, who was in her 50s, and I quote, that is why they made elastic waist pants, end quote. Let me tell you something, that made me extremely aggravated. The same 50-something-year-old woman lost weight after we worked together for only about 12 weeks or three months and no elastic weight pants were purchased. I ask how many of you have no pain 99% of the time? Here is where I get maybe two or three hands go up. And here's an interesting question that they ask. Well, what do you mean by no pain? 
I say, I mean, you feel no pain anywhere in your body at all for 99% of the time. And that 1% of the time that you do feel pain is because you probably accidentally did something, like tripped over something, for example. This is where people with their hands up hesitate. Then they ask, well, how about normal aches and pains? Uh, Normal pain? Is there such a thing as normal pain? Some will tell me, well, when you get to my age, things are going to start hurting, and it is normal part of aging. Aha! That is where I disagree. Chronic pain should never be normal. We have learned to live with certain amounts of chronic pain and discomfort due to our lifestyle, our habits, our food choices, and our environment. Having chronic joint pain or body aches is not part of aging process. Unless you did something unusual to hurt something for a short period of time. Even in those cases, if you are healthy, your body will heal the injury quickly and you should go back to no pain in a few days. Now, your repair and recovery mechanisms may slow down a little bit with age. Say if you tripped and fell and bruised your knee, if you are a 30-year-old healthy body, your body will heal fast and you should recover in a couple of days. But if you are a 75-year-old and did the same thing and you are healthy, your tissue repair maybe is a little bit slower because of your age, but your age does not issue you a pain certificate for life. Your 75-year-old healthy body will heal and recover, but it will take a few extra days than your 30-year-old younger healthy body. The sad thing is that we have become tolerant of pain and we are told that as we get older, taking medications is inevitable and it is normal to be on three to five meds after a certain age. Let me tell you this, it is not. So I asked the same question again. How many of you think you are 100% healthy? This is where people start thinking about their health from a different lens. The true health lens not what has become norm. This really concerns me, especially at a time when we are dealing with a pandemic. Yes, this pandemic is terrible and it is a tragedy. It has and is taking many lives prematurely. We are told that it will affect older people or more vulnerable populations more. So what makes a population more vulnerable? Number one thing is other health issues and comorbidities. Older population or people from certain socioeconomic status that makes them more vulnerable. It is called social determinants of health. People who have little to no access to healthy food or a chance at a healthy lifestyle. Those who are stuck in a vicious cycle of poor health those who are barely keeping their head above water and trying to avoid drowning. Personally, I think the older population are more vulnerable because of poor health, not necessarily because of their age. It is because of the fact that they are told it is okay to be in less than ideal health or poor health and a handful of meds and those comorbidities. What makes those people more at risk? Let me make this clear. There are more lives lost to heart disease, 
lung disease, hypertension, diabetes, cancer, and etc., all of which are very preventable with healthy food and lifestyle. But we are still promoting and selling fast foods, cigarettes, alcohol, and other incredibly toxic things that we know are the cause of many chronic diseases. The same chronic diseases that are making some people or some populations more vulnerable to a pandemic such as the one we're dealing with right now. Social determinants of health are real and we are and they are at the very same determinants that make any of those populations more at risk. And instead of promoting healthy habits, making healthy food accessible and affordable, making exercise a part of life, not a luxury for rich and younger people, we dig the hole deeper and deeper, and we practically push them into the hole and turn around and walk away. Does this sound harsh? It is because it is, it is harsh. I don't mind being the one who speaks the truth, even if it makes me less popular. I will not sugarcoat it. Our society is missing the big picture. Pandemics like this have happened before and, and will happen again. But we never learn our lesson. We wait until something terrible happens. Then we go into a panic mode and try to run away from the problem, leaving the more vulnerable behind. Rather than thinking ahead, looking at the source of the problem, being proactive rather than reactive, because we have been accepting the system and the culture of sick care, not health care. A system that is designed to make people more vulnerable and keep them vulnerable. Think about it. If we invested only a fraction of time and money on prevention, on promoting less expensive health rather than expensive drugs and pharmaceuticals, on keeping people from getting sick or becoming vulnerable to illness rather than waiting for them to become sick enough to do something about it, our population, our human species, our planet, and our environment would be much better off at a much lower cost. You can tell I feel very passionate about this, and it is the very reason I am not working in a lab being part of a marathon to a vaccine for this pandemic or any other pharmaceutical solution to a much bigger, more global problem. I want to be part of the solution, not a band-aid that merely covers the wound so we don't have to look at it or deal with it with the real problem and the cause of the wound. Not looking at the problem will not make it go away forever. It is always going to be there haunting us and waiting to go out of control every so often. We just go through cycles again and again. This is why the definition of health has been lost or it has been redefined to fit the ugly picture we're trying to cover up. How do I get healthy for life? This is the next question. Let me take a breath and cool off. This really gets me all worked up. But it also fires me up more and makes me want to do more. So are you with me so far? There's good news. You can get healthy for life. How? Take charge of your life and your health. 
pay attention to what goes into your body, just like you would pay attention to the fuel you put into your car at the gas station. You would not just randomly go pump whatever closer or convenient in your gas tank, would you? Say you drive a diesel car and there is no diesel fuel anywhere nearby. So you have to go a few extra miles. You would never say, oh well, the gasoline is closer and more convenient and I really don't have time to go the extra few miles to get diesel, so I guess I just get some gasoline today. Sounds crazy? Not really, when you think about how often we choose the convenience over the right fuel for our body. Know what is toxic to your health. Stop what is making you sick or causing you harm or pain. Do not tolerate toxins, even in small amounts, even occasionally. Toxins are not okay in moderation. The same way a little bit of gasoline in your diesel car in moderation is not okay. Am I too old to get healthy for life? Absolutely not. You are not too old to become healthier. It is never too late. So start today. Well, this brings it to the next question. Where do I start? Eliminate toxins out of your life today. What are toxins, you ask? I will start listing some each week for the next few weeks. Toxic foods, toxic chemicals and products in your home and your environment, and toxic habits. These are three big categories. So today, I will give you a taste of one in each group. Number one, toxic foods. If you had to start with one major toxic food group, I would recommend eliminate grains, all grains, gluten or not gluten, especially gluten-free, organic or not organic grains. All grains are toxic to your health. I would highly recommend all of you who have not read the book Dangerous Grains. Number two, toxic chemicals. Today, I'd like to tell you to avoid all Teflon. Teflon is the biggest one you want to start with. If you have Teflon pans and pots and cookware, throw them out today. Please don't give them away to someone else. Throw them out. They belong in the trash. Number three, toxic habits, smoking. We know smoking causes disease and will kill you. But sadly, we are still manufacturing and selling tobacco products. Tobacco companies are more than ever targeting youth and young adults. E-cigarettes are not safer either. They are worse. And medical marijuana, don't get me started there, if it was truly a medicine and had any medicinal properties and absolutely necessary, should be in the form of a pill, not a cigarette. Not that you need that, but for those of you who want to argue that marijuana has benefits, I personally believe that it is another trap. Marijuana destroys your brain cells. So if you ask me if you would take the pain or the pain or brain damage, I would take the pain and try to help my body heal itself naturally to eliminate the pain. 
I like to keep my brain fully functional for a very long time. So there you have it. One toxin to eliminate from each group from your life. Start today. If you want to learn more and if you need some guidance or if I triggered more questions, reach out to me www.drlolly.com or on Facebook, Dr. Lolly PhD, or email me at contact at drlolly.com. Contact at drlolly.com. Send me your burning questions about health and how to get healthy and stay healthy for life because we all are entitled to health at little to no cost. Thank you for listening this week and stay tuned for the next week's episode. Until then, to your health and happiness.